month ago or something, I had an idea for this, and it just goes along with everything, but just different scenarios to just make it so much more personal and real, like Holy Spirit's constantly with us. He's constantly indwelling us. He's constantly walking with us and guiding us. And um, so yes, that, that kind of goes along. And then my own type of scenario I'm going to share with you. And it instead of, it's out of my, my comfort zone. I want to like teach and like pick things out of the Bible and things, but God kept telling me, just tell your story, just tell your story. And so that's what I'm going to do, and I'm going to try to do it well and not mumble or stutter. Um, But the Holy Spirit is empowering me, so I can do this. Um, Let's pray first. Father, you're so good. We could never pray enough. God, let us not get tired of praying, even if it's every five minutes in service. God, I'm okay with that. You're okay with that. I just pray that you open every heart and every mind that we can just continue in this atmosphere of worship and just really tenderly feel your presence as you speak to us in this, Father. And I pray that every word I speak comes from you, and I pray that um, you help my wording because I'm not always good at wording it the right way. And I just pray that... um, it's received as you want it to be received, and we can all just take from this and be encouraged and inspired and just motivated to walk with you and be obedient, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. So, um, I feel weird, actually, down here. So, Glenn actually asked me a, a couple, like, a month, six weeks ago or something, if I wanted to speak, and I'm like, not really, don't really want to, and I said, when? And he said, Father's Day, and instantly I knew it in my stomach. I'm like, oh. And Holy Spirit told me it's time. And I'm going to get, like, just really personal with you guys, really vulnerable and transparent. And keep breathing into the mic. Is that better? But he said, it's time. And so I'm going to talk about my relationship with my, my, my earthly father. And it's never been good. And for the past... Six or so years, God's been working with me and just trying to soften my heart towards him. And I've been, you know, like gluttony over there, like, no, I want to, you know, keep eating. That's hot. Like, no, I don't want to deal with this. Let me be. And when we get to that place, we are just so full of, you know, whatever we're going through. Like, with me, it was like bitterness and anger and resentment and all these different things. And it was just so deep that I wasn't even really truly aware of the weight that was on me. And so God told me to share, and he said, it's time. And I knew that I was supposed to go to my dad, and I was supposed to talk to him heart to heart and mend things. And I'm like, no, because it's awkward, and it's uncomfortable, and I don't want to. And for the past several years, yes, he's been working on my heart, and we've had several conversations over that time period, and he'll just randomly bring it back to me, and I'm like, I don't want to deal with this discomfort. And so some of the conversations he, he's had with me that has just broke me, like the other, last Father's Day, I think it was, every Father's Day, I, I don't like it. I, I hate it. I don't want to deal with it. And, but every time he's like, I, I want you to you know, talk to your dad. I want you to say happy Father's Day. I want you to say I love him. And I'm like, oh, you know what? And like, that's like awkward. And no, like, I don't know. And um, then I think last year, 
and he started talking to me and I was on a three hour trip and almost the entire car ride was this conversation. I'm like, I don't want to be in this conversation, but it was so good. And even though it's like sometimes Holy Spirit tells us something that's uncomfortable, it's so good because like you feel his presence and you feel just like that, that tenderness. And even though it's uncomfortable, like it's also full of his peace. It's, I love it. And so some of the conversation went like, I want you to love him like I love you. And I want you to forgive him like I forgive you. I'm like, no, you're perfect, God. You can do this. I'm not perfect. I'm not like you. I, you know, and I argued, but he said, if you are praying to be more like me, then you need to obey and become more like me. And I'm like, well. Um, but it, you know, it went on, and it was a long conversation. So finally, this time, you know, it, he brings it Father's Day again. And, but this time I have pressure because Glenn asked me, and I, I could have told him no, but Holy Spirit's like twisting in my stomach, and I'm like, I have to obey. I can't ignore this. And so Holy Spirit said, it's time. I'm like, okay. So for like a week and a half, even though it's time, I'm putting it off because I don't want to deal with it, and it's uncomfortable, and it's just no. And finally, he just intensifies it so much to where I'm like, okay, okay. So I'm, I messaged my dad, and I said, hey, are you busy later? Can I come over? And he said, yeah, that's fine. Why? And I'm like, well, just to say hi. <laughs> and um, so several hours waiting to that point, I told him four, but I'm still dreading it. Like, I know I'm supposed to do it, but I am dreading it so much. And so I put it off an extra hour, and then he asked, hey, you coming over? And I said, yeah, I will, but you know, I'm kind of avoiding it, and so I put it off a little more, and so it took me like two, two and a half hours to finally get to the place where I'm like, okay, you know, dragging my feet, and so I go over there, and the first 30, 40 minutes is just, you know, talking about dogs and plants, and me avoiding, you know, I don't want to do this, can I get out without doing this, and then he said, it's time, and I said, okay, I actually, I came by to talk to you, and before I go into that conversation, God, like, I, I asked him, God, what do you want me to talk about? Because um, it's, like, super sensitive subject to me, and he said, I have to talk to my dad first, and then he'll tell me. I'm like, thanks. And then afterwards, the only thing he really told me was five keywords, and it was conviction, obedience, or conviction, repentance, obedience, don't hinder the spirit, and empowered, and he emphasized empowered with grace through the Holy Spirit to do what he's asked me to do. And so I'm going to try to, like, throughout my story, like, tell where those keywords come in, but the conviction is, you know, for multiple years, him, you know, trying to get to me and soften my heart and break that in me, and I'm like, no, and he's like asking me, like, hey, repent, I want to take this stuff off of you. I'm like, no, I, I kind of am happy over here in my weight and my mess. And so finally I come to a place of repentance. Okay, God, I'm sorry. I, I want to be in this, but I don't want to be in this because I don't want to deal with this. And so you're just going to have to help me and show me. So I just like repented, and then I have to go to my father and repent. And so I go to my dad, and conversation, and then I, I said, I actually want to talk to you, 
And I said, I want you to keep an open heart. And I'm going to pause there. I actually tried to do this like two or th- probably four years ago. And Holy Spirit was like twisting my stomach, you know, like, I want you to deal with this. And I did it, but I did it because it was just kind of annoying. Like I wanted to get rid of the feeling. And I'm like, fine, I'll just do it. And I texted him, but I did not ask the Holy Spirit important questions. I didn't ask him, okay, God, what do you want to do in this? What do you want me to do? What do you want me to say? What do you want to change in me? What do you want to heal in me? What do you want to, like, how do you want me to bring this forth? How, like, prepare his heart, prepare my heart? Like, it was none of that. It was just, you know, going in and like, oh, I'm, I forgive you for everything you've done. Wrong. Like, <laughs> I, I, I was still in a bittered mindset. And even though he was trying to bring me to a place of, like, healing and getting rid of my bitterness and all these things, I, I didn't, like, get that. I just wanted to, like, you know, forgive him and be done, but I, my heart wasn't ready for that. I was still so full of bitterness. And so it went way wrong. Yeah, way wrong, because I did not obey correctly, and which is totally disobedience. And it was just terrible. And so this time around, I did it right, and I asked, and I'm like, hey, God, like, heal in me what needs to be healed. And the hardest thing was giving up my stubbornness, because I'm a very, very stubborn person, and which I say determined, but whatever. Um, (laughs) um, And so I had to give up my stubbornness, and I, I had, like, okay, God, what do you want to do here? Like, how do you want to heal me? What do you want to heal? How do you want me to be in this? How do you want me to think about? Like, just asking all those questions, like, all that. Prepare his heart, prepare my heart. And he just started breaking me so tenderly. And instead of being, like, every time I look at him, like, being mad and, you know, whatever, and just full of bitterness and, like, oh, it was just brokenness and compassion, complete compassion, where I, I, got, I don't think I've ever had compassion on anyone like that ever. And just, like, when I saw him, I just wanted to cry, you know, like, I had like so, my heart just break, broke for him and just so full of like pity and compassion. And, and so I knew that even though I was still a little stubborn and I wanted to, I knew my heart was becoming at the place where God wanted it to be. But I still, I didn't want to move forward. And I, he said, I want to take you into a deeper level of freedom that you've never experienced before, but until you surrender your pride and your stubbornness, you're never going to reach that freedom. And until you surrender that pride and stubbornness and you go before him and you tell him what I'm telling you to, he will never experience the freedom that I'm wanting to bring him into. So it was deep. It was weighted. Like, okay, and I'm constantly praying, God, how do I become more free? Like, what, how do I become just, like, deeper into you, like, understanding more and just, like, getting out of my flesh and just living in in the spirit all the time like that's what I want to do all the time every second I want to learn what it's like to live in the spirit constantly and you can't do that if you're weighted down with bitterness and things that are not of God so I come and I'm telling him and I, I said I I didn't point my finger at him I didn't say you know you this but God told me to apologize apologize I didn't do nothing you know and but I did, like I held so many grudges and ev- no one's perfect. We all make terrible mistakes all the time. And if people held a list on all the things I've done, it'd be a messy list, like it would. And so I said, I, I am sorry. 
for being bitter towards you, to holding resentment towards you, to having a wall up. And I'm sorry for treating you so poorly, and I know I made you feel terrible, and I know I made you feel horrible like when other people are around because, and I'm ashamed to admit this, but like bitterness can take over. And so I was talking to somebody like, hey, how you doing? You know, and then he's here and he says something. Oh, uh-huh. Yeah, anyways, you know, like so rude. So I'm ashamed to admit that, but that's how like bittered I was that I couldn't even put up a fake front, you know? Like God really has been working on me and like, you know, displaying him in every moment. And he reminded me of of Jesus, you know, like at the cross and like people did terrible things to him, but he didn't hold any grudges. He's just, I forgive, you know, forgive them for they don't know what they're doing. And so I'm saying, I forgive, or forgive me for holding all these all these things against you and i said one of the things i said that was i just i felt once i started it like the moment's aching up to it i'm like oh i don't want to do this but the moment i started it was just peace and it was just i felt so strong and empowered in that moment like and i just felt holy spirit just taking over my words and so I started repenting of just all the, the things that I've, you know, held against him, like the, the grudges and all those different things. And, and I said, and I, I want a dad. And I'm, I said something else that's really important, but I can't remember. But it was a long conversation. Um, oh, that's what I was going to say. Thankfully, I wrote a little notes. But... God showed me before I went there, and he just wrecked my perspective. And I don't know if my dad saved it or not. I have seen a lot of changes in him over the past couple years, but I don't know. But he did show me, and he said, look at him. Look at how he's been over the past couple years. He's been so persistent in pursuing you, so persistent in pursuing you, and he hasn't became angry at you when you've rejected him in front of people or given him a cold shoulder. He's, he's been actually tender with you and he's just been so persistent in trying to be a father and trying to have a conversation and trying these things and I've just put up a wall with him because I don't want to deal with it. And he showed me, you know, he's been displaying the heart of the father and I want you to tell him this because he needs to see me in him. And he needs to see that I'm also for him. And so I, I shared this with him, and, and I said, I want to thank you for being so persistent in pursuing me and in trying to be a father and in trying to just have conversation and, and trying to work things out. And I'm you know, sorry for not doing this. And, and I could just see his eyes just shift and, and sink. And so basically the conversation went like that. And then he said, I forgive you. And he said, of course I do, I'm your father. And I wasn't going to share this, but um, someone said I I should because some people go through it. And man, I did. But I was waiting in awkward silence. And I'm like, in my mind, I'm thinking, all right, your turn. Apologize, you know. And he never did. And it, like, I was so offended, so offended. I'm like, what? You know, wait a little longer. Awkward silence. (laughs) Nothing. Like, what? How did, you know? And I left, like, so dumbfounded. I'm like, how in the world? And I got home, and I told Stephen, 
And he said, you know, some people don't even realize that they did anything wrong. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, I guess so, you know. And then instantly, Holy Spirit back, brought that verse back to me, what I just said a minute ago. Um, I said it out of order, but he said, look at Jesus on the cross, and he just showed me vivid pictures of him just being so beaten and exposed, like, disgusting. And even in that, he never held a grudge. He was never bittered, and he was never waiting, like, you need to tell me you're sorry to make me feel better. Like, never. But instead, he said, God, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. They don't know. So I'm like, okay. And that just, like, peace hit me. And I was also strengthened and reminded what uh, my sister told me, my grandma, my grandma said a while back, but she said, you know, my grandpa's a great man. I love my grandpa. But for whatever reason, he's never once said he's sorry in his whole, um, like, marriage or whatever. And I'm like, wow. And so it just, it gave me so much strength. And I'm saying this because, like, never ever doubt the power of your testimony and things that you've gone through. And so like my whole like speech today is just testimony. And that's all it is. It's not like, you know, in the Greek it says, it's just, I felt like he said, tell your story, tell your story because there's power in it and it empowers and it strengthens and it inspires and it motivates people to step out and step up and do the things that God also is calling them to do. You know, they overcame by the word of their testimony. You know, it's so good. And so good. So I repented and then I like it was hard but Holy Spirit empowered me and I was obedient that and yeah it took me like you know six years and might I add that delayed obedience is like disobedience um but it was my heart was finally in that that place where I could I could do it And it was so hard and so awkward to get up to those places and just like, okay, I'm gonna do this. And I feel like after I've done that, I feel like the process of healing is just now beginning. And I feel like there is such a depth to this that I haven't gone. And I'm just asking and putting aside, like it took you know six years to get rid of my get rid of, for the most part, my stubbornness. And now I'm like, okay, God, whatever it takes, whatever you want me to do, whatever you have to say, like, if I have to do something, if I have to have a relationship with him, like, whatever it is, I don't care what the pain is, what the cost, because I want to know what this, this depth is that I'm, like, I'm sensing in my spirit, but I haven't got there. Like, I know you're drawing me there, and I wanna go there. I wanna go to that freedom. And he empowers us, like, he empowers us. He knows the future. He knows, like, okay, if you come here, then this is going to happen, and you're going to be totally free from this area or whatever, and he knows that, and so, like, just trust him. Like, that's the biggest thing, and, like, doubt and me putting off is really just my lack of trust in him because I'm afraid, you know, of the uncomfortableness. I'm afraid of, you know, well, is it going to blow up this time like it did last time, and I wasn't pulling, putting my trust in him, but he empowers us and he's just like, you know, like all the scenarios, like he's walking with us constantly to empower us. And when it, he told me the five keys or the, the five words that he told me in obedience, 
But then he said, don't hinder the spirit. And I looked up and there are several places in there in the Bible that it says, you know, don't quench the spirit, don't hinder the spirit. And there's several different places. But I'm like, God, what does that really mean? You know, like I, I kind of know, my spirit knows, but it's like my mind doesn't get there yet, hasn't got there yet. And I felt like he said, I wrote it down in my phone, but when I disobey, then I am not stepping into, like, in alignment with God. Therefore, I'm not stepping in to what he wants to do in the kingdom right now. And if I'm not stepping and walking in line with God, what am I stepping in line with? Like, it's either you're for God or against God. So when I am choosing to be disobedient, and I'm choosing to, you know, hold on to my stubbornness and I don't want to do this. I'm not walking in line with God. Therefore, I'm not getting the blessing of God. I'm not getting the peace of God. But I'm also not walking in line with God. So I'm walking in the line of the enemy and my own self. And that's never good. It's not going to have a good outcome. And I was like, wow. And so like when I'm hindering him, like not only am I walking in line with him, but I'm not seeing things happen in the kingdom that he's wanting to happen and like things to happen in me, things to happen in the people around me because I'm just being disobedient and I don't wanna you know, deal with that if that makes sense. So it's so, so important to be obedient even when it's uncomfortable because Holy Spirit's the comforter. Like that's his, one of his jobs. Like he loves to comfort and life is gonna be full of uncomfortableness and awkwardness and I'm learning to thrive on awkwardness because I'm kind of an awkward person and that's okay. And I'm learning that it's okay and I'm learning that it's okay to have awkward pauses with people because I don't know what to say next. You know, how's the weather? I, 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 I'm really, really weird about that stuff. But he's walking with me and he's constantly, I, when I look back from when I was saved at 18 and I look now, I'm like, wow, I've came that far. I feel like I'm still a mess, which I am, but like I see such an improvement and I see like such a tight knit walk. And I know 10 years from now, when I look back at this moment, I'm going to say, wow, I've came a long way. Now I'm a tight knit, you know what I mean? And it's just, it's so so important for us to be obedient in whatever it is that he's asking us to do because yes there's blessing in it but it's just good like he knows what like he's holding on the other side like he knows he knows what's going to happen when we do he knows what's going to happen when we don't and the reason he's asking us to do certain things is because he knows the outcome, because he knows that I'll be free here, or they'll be free, or they'll be encouraged, and they'll go on and encourage somebody else. Like, he knows, so he, like, just, you know, whatever, pushes us in different ways. But just to be obedient and to not hinder, but just, like, to fully trust, like, God, what is it to, like, completely trust the old ocean song, you know, um, lead me beyond the waters, like where my trust is without borders. Like that's a heavy thing to see, like where there's no borders. Like I just completely trust you in everything. That's weight, but it's so good. Like what would it be like to live in a life or live a life just of full trust and full obedience? Like what would we actually do? What would we actually say? What would be impacted around us? Like, you know, we can impact a few things here, but if we step completely out and just jump in the waves, like what would be wrecked? 
you know? It would be amazing. And so I'm just learning to just no matter how hard or uncomfortable it is, okay, God, help me be obedient to you because I know it's good, I know it's right, I know you have good intentions, and I, I, I just, I know that this is good for me. And just to be encouraged that Holy Spirit is just constantly there walking with us and empowering us and teaching us, and he's the best teacher, and we're gonna make mistakes. Like, I beat myself up a lot, but at the same time, why, why should I? Like, I'm, I'm learning to not because like he knows that he's not calling us to be completely perfect well he kind of is but you know he knows we're going to make mistakes but there's grace there as long as we're just striving for him and we're stepping out he's going to just coat it with grace and it's going to be okay he can fix mistakes he's not going to fall off of his throne just because i say something wrong to somebody like i he can fix it i can fix it through him whatever it is That's pretty much, and it's 11.35, but that's, that's pretty much all I had is just my story and my testimony, and I just hope that it encourages you guys, and it, like, if there's things in your life that is uncomfortable, and you know that God's, like, calling you into and calling you to do, but you're like, I don't want to do this, you know, because of just, it's new, and it's something you don't know, it's, you know, Trust him because he knows and he has you. He's got you. So I just encourage you to just be obedient and jump in and see what happens because I jumped in and I was shaking at my knees until it happened. And, but then I just felt an overcoming, overwhelming like awareness of his peace and just like an empowerment. And I just felt him flowing through me I was, as I was talking to my dad. And I said several things where I was like, I know that was you because that, that, I would not have said that. You know what I mean? Like he just, he jumps in at the moment and he's there. So just trust him. He's so good. And again, I said this earlier, but I just, I, you know, I said this on a Father's Day. Um, so I just, I want to thank you fathers because you guys are amazing and you like really are just a representation of the Father, you know? And I'm just, I'm so blessed and like to have mold, like Glenn and Damon and Juan and my father-in-law Steve and, and Jim Riddle, love that man. And I'm, I'm so blessed to have these guys around me. But I just, I wanna say, you know, just like, if you can spend time with them, spend time with them, but I don't know, just, if you have hardship with a father or people in general, like one of the things God told me is, you know, his heart, he's not about broken relationships. He's not about bitterness and whatever. Like I had to get rid of those things, but he's about like mending them and completely making them whole because that's the kingdom. If I choose to live in like bitterness and putting up walls against people, especially family, like I'm living in sin. I am, like that's just the way it is. And I have to just drop all my junk, all my bitterness, all my sin and stubbornness and repentance and go to God and say, I'm sorry for doing this. How do I mend this? How do I make this like, and make this represent your kingdom? How can this be completely whole like in heaven? That's how it should be on earth. And so if, if you have that in your life, mend it. But pray before you do and ask questions. Don't just be like, 
I forgive you, you know? Like, just sincerely pray and, like, just bring it before the Lord. Like, okay, God, this has been on my heart. I know I'm supposed to do this, but I don't know how. I don't know what to say. I, you know, my body language, everything, like, it needs to be totally through you and everything you say and to soften their hearts also. So I encourage you to do that and just, like, bring it for the, before the Lord because I promise you, that a weight that you didn't even know was on you will come off and you'll feel light as a feather and then you'll know that he wants to take you even deeper. Those of you that haven't done public speaking have no idea how difficult that was (laughs) to just bare your soul. The joy God was talking to me a little bit about you as you were preaching and I got this picture of the flow of the Spirit of God through your soul, through your mind and that there was like this obstruction that it was going around. And as you spoke, I seen that obstruction just go away. And a smoother flow of God through your soul, through your spirit, through your mind, just because of obedience. I've watched Joy since she was very young, maybe, what, 12, 13 years old, and watched her make mistakes, yes, but make every switch that God called her to make some of them very difficult, and become the woman of God that you see today. And one thing I really enjoy about her, she don't ever push to be in the pulpit. We have to push her, but when she comes, she has a message, and I really appreciate that. Guys, have a great Father's Day. Enjoy your family, and realize that it's very important to have you invested in their lives. I you know, without without being prideful, I can look back at various young people that, in, a, in all honesty, most of the time they choose me more than I choose them. But look at the difference in their lives because I didn't step back and say, "Oh, I've got to follow the American tradition. We're not allowed to. We're not allowed to hug young people. We're not allowed." No, just take them as my own. Let the critics say what they will. But it makes a difference in their lives simply because you're there and you accept them. God bless you. Thank you for coming.